Welcome to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee, presented by Living Stream Ministry. These life studies explore every book in the Bible from the perspective of the believer's enjoyment and experience of God's divine life in Christ through the Holy Spirit. These messages unveil how the scriptures can be living and more than mere doctrine to man. Today, we bring you recorded excerpts of Witness Lee's original speaking, along with some of our own comments and thoughts. If you have questions, please send email to radio at lsm.org. Now, let's join today's program. When we look at the kind of human life the Lord Jesus lived on the earth, and if we take his teachings as an ethical standard for us to imitate, then we will set our Christian life on a direct path that will lead us to utter frustration and failure. And worse yet, it will leave God's heart's desire unsatisfied because the real example of the Lord Jesus was not just that he lived a perfect life, but that he all the time practiced to live another life. This might sound strange and contrary to what you've known and practiced concerning the Christian life, but it nonetheless is the clear teaching of the Bible. We need not to live a good life. We need to live Christ. Dick Taylor has joined us once again. As day by day, Dick, we're having our mind renewed by this book of Colossians and this life study of Colossians, aren't we, to see that our unique need is Christ himself. We surely are. Praise the Lord for another broadcast focused 100% on this wonderful Christ. Dick, we've seen over and over that the problem Paul was helping the Colossians with was that a lot of good things especially had replaced Christ in their living. Things like their good culture, their high philosophical thought and teachings, and even many religious things. All of these had come in to replace Christ in their living. And it resulted in a good living, but a living that was not Christ. This kind of replacement still goes on today, I can say, uh, I think, with some confidence within the body of Christ. And it's something that we have to be enlightened by the Lord to see in our own situation, don't we? Surely, Chris. I was reminded as you were speaking that uh, in the Garden of Eden there were the two trees. There was the tree of life signifying God himself wanting to be life to us. Then the other tree is the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. So Satan's most subtle replacement for Christ is surely in the realm of good. And I was just thinking of Colossians 2.16 where Paul made it very clear that Christ is the reality of every positive thing. Hmm. Even one time... Uh, Brother Nee asked Brother Lee, Brother Lee, what's patience? He hesitated, paused. Eventually, Brother Nee made it clear, patience is just Christ. Yeah. We're not even here for patience. To be a patient brother, to be a good husband, we're here to gain Christ. If we gain Christ, spontaneously, the genuine good will be there. So let's gain Christ. Dick, take just a moment, if you would, and say something about this pattern that we referred to in the opening today, the pattern of the kind of life that Christ lived on earth. We know he possessed a perfect life, even a perfect human life. But uh, beyond that, he always chose to live another life, didn't he? Yes, I love that phraseology. He lived another life, and he lived because of another life. Like John six fifty seven says, he lived because of the Father. So when he was speaking, he never spoke his own words, only what he heard the Father speaking. Whatever he did, he only did what he saw the Father doing. 
his will. He never sought his own will, but only the will of the Father, the one who sent him. Mm-hmm. And even his living, it says in John 6, his entire living was a living because of and by the Father. So he didn't just merely live a perfect life, as you mentioned, but he lived altogether another life. And by another life, that's the divine life. That's the Father himself. What a living. This is the wonderful God-man living of Christ himself. Dick, I'm glad you mentioned John 6, especially verse 57. Witness Lee will refer to that in this section just ahead. Let's join him for that. When the Lord Jesus was on this earth, he lived as a man. He himself told us that he didn't live his own life. He told us definitely he lived the life of the Father. The Son had his own life, but the Son didn't live his own life. The Son lived the Father's life. The Son not only has the Father's image, the Father's expression, but also the Son lives the Father. So whatever is expressed is not the Son, but the Father. John 6, 57 tells us clearly the Father sent the Son. The Father sent the Son. Yet, the Son lives because of the Father, or through the Father. The Son didn't live by himself. The Son lived by the Father. He is the uh, one grain of wheat. And this one grain needs to be reproduced into many grains. Now what he wants is that we live his life. We all are complete individuals. You have your life, I have my life, we all have our own life. But in God's economy, God doesn't want us to live our own life. God wants you and me to live Christ, to live Christ as our life. How Christ lived the Father. So today we have lived Christ. Have you got it? Dick, I'd like to come back to this point. Much is made of the fact in Christian circles that the Lord Jesus lived a perfect and sinless life when he was on the earth. And surely this is the case. We would never dispute this. Right. But it's really only part of the pattern, isn't it, in God's economy? And in fact, the real pattern, the real marvel is that the life he lived was the life of the Father. And we touched this a minute ago. I'd like to now find an application for this because what that implies for us is not that we try to emulate his perfect sinless living, but that we take the pattern of living another life as well. So what does this mean to us specifically to live Christ? This is a very good point, Chris, because the danger that all of us face as believers in Christ is to try to take Christ as merely an outward pattern and then outwardly imitate him. And like you said in the opening word, we are frustrated to the uttermost and fall on our face to the uttermost. We're just a miserable failure. 
I am so happy to be under this ministry, to be brought to this truth in the Word, that we're not here just to merely outwardly imitate Christ. Neither was he merely outwardly imitating the Father, but he was living because of the Father. I think we need to go to that verse that our brother referred to, John 6, 57. It says, as the living Father has sent me and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me shall also live because of me. That means he who receives me, takes me in, digests and assimilates me and gets mingled with me, then spontaneously you will live because of me. I was just thinking of a verse in 1 Peter 2. I was enjoying it even this morning about uh, Christ being a model. 2.21 says, For to this you were called because Christ also suffered on your behalf, leaving you a model so that you may follow in his steps. If you don't see the whole truth of the New Testament, you may think he's just an outward model and you try to outwardly imitate and you will just be frustrated to the uttermost. But again, I like to refer everybody who's listening to the recovery version with a footnote. Verse 21, footnote 2, part of the footnote reads this way. Christ being our model and the fact that we should follow in his steps, this does not refer to a mere imitation of him and his life, but to a reproduction of him that comes from enjoying him. Don't you like that? And who is he today? He's the wonderful life-giving spirit. He's not only the model, but he's the one who's dispensed into our being, that living in us as we eat him, digest him, enjoy him, love him, call on his precious name, spontaneously his life is reproduced within us. And that model is lived out of us in a kind of expansion of this very one who is, first of all, the unique individual model. So I like the fact that John six fifty seven says we need to eat him. Right. First Peter 2.21 says that we may follow in his steps. And this also brings us to John six fifty seven says we may eat him. You put this together, you realize to follow really means to swallow. <laughs> Until you take him in and enjoy him, digest him, assimilate him, it's all outward imitation and it's absolute frustration. But when you swallow him, enjoy him, open your whole being to him, calling on his name, loving him, Lord Jesus, I love you, what happens spontaneously His life is reproduced within you, lived out of you, and that model has his increase and his enlargement. And that's his testimony on this earth. So we need to come to the truth, and the truth is John 6, 57. He who eats me shall live because of me. Mm. Dick, in this coming portion, Witness Lee is going to give us, uh, I thought, a very useful example Uh, So we're including it for this reason. Uh, He'll start out, I think we need a little background, talking about the refinement of certain precious materials like copper. And copper goes through quite a process as it's refined. It takes on an appearance that looks a lot like gold, right? Mm -hmm. But it really, it isn't gold. It's not gold. I think our listeners will understand the analogy as we get into it. Here's Witness Lee once again. The poor preachers, many, many times, including me, we are not the good medical doctors. We give people wrong medication. You have to forgive me because in my early ministry, my eyes were not that open. I didn't have that much light. I saw copper refined equals gold. Actually, regardless how much copper would be and could be refined, still it is copper. 
That's not God. That's not what God wants. God wants Christ. Amen. Not refined characteristic. You know the cover? Refined, shining. To some extent, it looks like the gold. But it is not the gold. Till your life, it's not Christ. Oh, Lord Jesus. How much copper life. Refined copper life in the church. Not so much gold life. Still our own life. But not Christ. Not Christ. We all have to see this. I regret for that. I would tell everyone, you need Christ. Amen. Sisters, you need Christ. Amen. Brothers, you need Christ. Amen. You need Christ. You may ask me, where is Christ? Christ right in you. Christ right in you. Christ is in you. And Christ lives in you. And you are one spirit with him. He is in you. You need him. You need him. Uh, he is right in you. You don't need to set up any standard. And you don't need to fix certain rules, principles. In my early days, I told people, you need the balance. To set up the standard of being balanced. To be balanced is the standard. I ministered to the young wives 45 years ago. But today, I don't minister such a standard. I said, sisters, don't put up any standard. Don't put up any standard. Don't set up any rules, regulations. You have only one standard. That is Christ. Amen. That is Christ. Only one regulation. That's Christ. Only one principle. That's Christ. And Christ is the life-giving spirit right with you. Amen. He's right in you. Hour after hour, minute after minute, you just fellowship with him. You know, Dick, listening to that uh, really graphic illustration, I, I came away convicted. We spend way too much time polishing up our pennies, don't we? Way, way too much time. Uh, he said the Christian life is not a matter of refining our human characteristics, even the good ones. It's a matter of getting the gold deposited into us. We need to all be on the gold standard, Dick. That's true. So the Christian life is 100% a matter of living Christ. This is God's desire. And as you were saying, Chris, if we really see this vision, like our brother was using with this illustration, we will all realize, all of us Christians will realize that we have wasted tons of time refining copper, polishing the copper. And basically, what's this mean? Trying to refine our human life, make it better, uplift it. And what happens? Basically, we just wear it out and expose it. It's really not anything but sin mm. and could never please God, never satisfy God. Only Christ can satisfy God. So we're not here to be polishing copper. We're here rather to turn to Christ, who's the wonderful one in our spirit. Our real need is Christ, who is the life-giving spirit. And where is he, Chris? Right now, even this very second, is right within our spirit. And I like 1 Corinthians six seventeen, don't you, Chris? says, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. That Christ, who's the life-giving spirit in our spirit, is the gold. 
We're not here wasting our time polishing copper, trying to improve our human life and having this standard and that regulation and this thing. All of these are junk. Even Paul called them dung. But Christ is what counts in God's economy. So we're here to gain the gold. We're going for the gold, even in this broadcast. Lord, we want more of you. We want more gold. So the whole point is don't set up standards, regulations, but rather open your heart and your whole being to Christ. Let him be the reality of the standard, the regulation. Everything that we desire is all found in Christ. You know, you may have a certain kind of disposition or temperament. Maybe you are kind of quick. Mm -hmm. So now that you have Christ, okay, you'll try to be slow. This is ridiculous. What we need is not quick people trying to be slow, slow trying to be fast. We need Christ. When we enjoy him, there'll be the proper balance. We don't need to emphasize balance. Chris, you need to be balanced, and you need this, and you need that. What you need, Chris, and what I need, Chris, is Christ. Christ. When we have him, we have the proper standard, we have the proper regulation, we have the proper balance. Everything is there. So let's gain Christ. Dick, this is a life-changing revelation, if we can get into it, if we can tap into it. I appreciate you used Paul as an example. We may have been saved from a worldly or sinful background. Paul's background was that he was in the copper polishing business, wasn't he? That's true. He was in the top religion. and and, He was the top polisher. And he was. He had the shiniest brass of the bunch. (laughs) And yet that's what he was saved from. And so he is speaking from... uh, Rich, deep experience here when he is trying to save us from our vain efforts to self-improve. That's really true. And he counted what he did as dung, dung, that we might gain Christ. Dick, let's go back and find out just how we can practically have this experience of living Christ. To live Christ is just to live a prayer life. A prayer life. Pray unceasingly. Persevere in our prayer. To live Christ is just to live a prayer life. All the time, all the time, I am in the atmosphere, in the spirit, in the aspiration of prayer. In this kind of atmosphere, in this kind of condition, I am just one spirit with the Lord. And He is my life, and I just live Him. Could you see? You have to experience Christ in the proper prayer. You need a genuine prayer. Not a prayer to pray that the Lord will give you a better job a better car, a bigger uh, house, and two pretty boys. Not that kind of prayer, but a kind of prayer to contact the Lord. A kind of prayer that ushers you into Him, in your spirit. Then your whole being will be prayed into this prayer atmosphere. And in this prayer atmosphere, Christ and you, you and Christ are one. You enjoy him, you experience him, and he's your life, and you just live him. Holy long must be like this. 
Now we understand why Paul, especially Paul, charges us to pray unceasingly. Because we have to leave Christ. If we stop our prayer, our leading of Christ is terminated. It is in this prayer atmosphere that Christ and you are really one. That's more than tactical, more than real. And Christ just becomes so solid, even so touchable. And you can touch Christ. And you can taste Christ. Then I tell you, holy night is here. Victory is here. Spirituality is here. Wisdom is here. Anointing is here. Everything is here. When Christ is here, everything is okay. Now, Dick, first let me apologize to our listeners for that little buzz that was in the recording there. Don't adjust your radio. That's not your radio. That was the tape, and we tried to get that out. But we wanted to include this portion because the point made, I think, is a really critical one. Paul uses this word. Paul says, pray without ceasing or unceasingly pray. Dick, when we hear that, we think, well, this must mean we spend our lives with hours on our knees or maybe uh, as a monk in a monastery. But that's not what uh, Paul was talking about, nor Witness Lee in this portion referring to this atmosphere of prayer, was it? No, because we see the Christ that we are in love with is the very life-giving spirit who has come into our spirit. And now, like 1 Corinthians six seventeen says, he who is joined to the Lord is one spirit. So wherever we go, we can be in contact with him. We can be touching him. So the prayer here is a matter of contacting him, touching him, opening to him, loving him, even telling him, oh, Lord Jesus, I still love you. In the middle of your day, wherever you are, driving your car, taking a break at work or whatever, just in a simple way, we can open up to the Lord who's right within our spirit to contact him. If we do this, then he and we become one. And when we're one, then spontaneously and automatically, we live not by our human life, that is not by trying to refine the copper, but we live by Christ who is the real gold. We live by the very divine, eternal life, which is Christ himself. Then we can say with Paul, for to me, to live is Christ. So it's so precious to see that this Christ, who's the life-giving spirit, is right within our spirit, We just need to practice to love him, touch him, and contact him. That is to develop an atmosphere of prayer. Then in this atmosphere, there is a oneness that's built up in our living. Spontaneously, automatically, we live because of Christ. So we want to be able to say with Paul, for to me, to To live live is is Christ. Christ. Dick, I wish we had more time on this subject. We uh, we touched, I think, one of the great realities, the great unveilings that has taken place in this ministry and others preceding it, but certainly a focus of this ministry, that God is only satisfied with the one and unique Christ. And all of our self-efforts uh, leave us short of that mark. And neither we nor God end up satisfied. There's been some real help. I hope our listeners were able to uh, tap into it today, and I appreciate your fellowship and, and assistance. Happy to be here, Chris, and I'd just like to say one more thing. As our brother mentioned, the moment we stop praying, that is the moment we stop enjoying the Lord, touching the Lord, then we stop living Him. Mm. So may we be those who keep contacting Him, loving Him, and enjoying Him, and spontaneously living because of Christ. 
Thank you again for your help, Dick. You're welcome. Our toll-free number, and uh, we invite you to use it, and use it as soon as you're able to, to contact us. We would like to give you the opportunity to receive the materials that support this program and also to get your comments. The toll-free number, one eight 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 life study That's 888-543-3788. You can write to us, Living Stream Ministry, Post Office Box 2121, Anaheim, California, 92814, or you could send us email to radio at lsm.org. For Dick Taylor, I'm Chris Wilde. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you for listening to Life Study of the Bible with Witness Lee. Brought to you by Living Stream Ministry. The focus of Living Stream is the works of Watchman Nee and Witness Lee, two co-laborers with the Lord in China in the first half of the 20th century. After World War II, Witness Lee brought this ministry first to Taiwan, then later to North America and eventually to the entire world. For more than 20 years, he spoke these life study messages, unveiling how each book of the Bible shows God's eternal plan. God, through Christ, wants to dispense his life and nature into redeemed man so that man would become God's expression, enlargement, counterpart, and habitation. These studies go far beyond mere doctrine and unveil a personal, practical, and experiential Christ. In these short 26-minute programs, we summarize and condense Witness Lee's rich speaking. But to enjoy all the riches in these messages, we hope you'll visit our website at lifestudy.com. There, you can read all of the Life Study messages absolutely free of charge. You can even create your own Life Study reading schedule or download more Life Study audio programs just like this one and all at no cost. Again, the website, lifestudy.com. Thanks for listening.